identified some very, very interesting anomalous um, type of aircraft, let's call them aircraft. Things that don't have um, <coughs> any obvious flight surfaces, any obvious forms of propulsion, and maneuvering in ways um, that include extreme maneuverability beyond, uh, I would submit, the healthy G-forces of, uh, of a human or anything biological, uh, hypersonic velocities, low observability, um, positive lift, again, seemingly in, in defying the laws of aerodynamics. So, um, so there you have it, folks. <laughs> Today, we those are the words from Luis Elizondo, the former Pentagon military uh, intelligence officer, uh, disclosing what essentially uh, is a former U.S. military mm. uh, official saying that there's something going on and the U.S. military doesn't know. Right. Welcome. I thought that was Guy Fieri. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Guy Fieri's alias. But anyways, welcome, folks, to another episode of Eigen Bros. Welcome. Uh, today we are talking about... Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> or... Du, 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 as oh, you yeah, know, yeah. it's a tradition at this point. <laughs> uh, make, sure to, make sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. Uh, we, have we have a Patreon mm -hmm. if you folks are, are interested in supporting the show. Uh, and shout out to all of our current patrons. Yes, thank you guys so much. You guys are the greatest. And yes, like as Juan said, the Patreon is patreon.com slash eigenbros if you want to join. And then, of course, guys, check out our social media, eigenbros.com, eigenbros on Instagram, eigenbros Twitter, eigenbros2 on TikTok. And let's jump in. Yeah. <clears throat> as some of you uh, may or may have not known, the um, U.S. has... Pretty much released multiple evidence or evidences <laughs> of English is not our strong suit. It's not. It's not my first language, but you know, I'm not from this planet. No, I'm just um, Juan was the alien the whole time. What yeah. a what a twist. <laughs> Some say illegal, but no, I'm just kidding. Hey, we were here first, okay? Uh, <laughs> so Fox News. Uh, they really. I want to play this video for us, but yeah. this is for the folks that may not know some of the most recent video evidence that's come out. Yeah, there was a confirmation by the Pentagon lately within the past, I think, I want to say the past week at least. Mm -hmm. uh, the story broke was by, um, I don't know if you knew who it was broke by, but... No. Uh, it's broken by. A, I'll just leave. I'll just leave okay. a surprise for you. Okay. Um, but uh, there was some news broken about. Um, yeah, another alien sighting on the USS. I want to say um, Omaha. Mm -hmm. um, and there was a triangular UFO craft that was seen on the USS Omaha um, that was captured on some video footage by confirmed military personnel. Apparently, um, the the Pentagon confirms. Yeah. And let's go ahead and play it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. UFO sightings in New York have nearly doubled since the pandemic began, and we are getting new video from the Navy showing pyramid-shaped objects flying in the sky. Brian Yenis is live for us in Brooklyn, New York. Brian, good morning. 
Trey's good morning. This extraordinary video and images of unidentified flying objects or UFOs were leaked to investigative reporter Jeremy Corbell and investigative reporter George Kirst. This night vision video <laughs> purportedly shows three pyramid-shaped UFOs flying over the USS Russell off the coast of California in July of 2019. At one point, these UFOs reportedly hovered just 700 feet above the tail of the Navy destroyer, making, quote, extraordinary maneuvers. Now, Corbell says the unclassified video is part of a classified government report intended to educate officials about unidentified crafts flying over restricted airspace. These cell phone photos taken by a FA-18 pilot in March of 2019 show three different unidentified aircrafts off the coast of Oceania, including two UFOs dubbed the Metallic Blimp and another called the Sphere. A Department of Defense spokesperson said, quote, I can confirm that the referenced photos and videos were taken by Navy personnel. The Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force has included these incidents in their ongoing examinations. However, the Pentagon was unwilling to confirm these three photos, which Corbell says came from the USS Omaha, showing a UFO diving into the ocean and disappearing. That is an extraordinary piece of technology. Whoever is operating these technologies are far more advanced than anything we have in the U.S. arsenal, and, and that should be a warning sign. We need to find out the intent of the operators of these vehicles. Extraterrestrial. Okay, all right. You know what I've all heard. Right, shut the fuck up, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry if, it, like, we. I think Jeremy is a is a plant to discredit the <laughs> the the disclosure I don't, I don't movement. Know if our audience, some of our alien audience knows, I can't stand Jeremy Corbell. We can't stand a, Jeremy. Corbell. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to put any words in your mouth, Juan, but, you know, he's uh, yeah, he's unbearable. For Jer me. Jeremy, you're welcome to come on the show and change our minds, but we don't trust no. you, bro. We don't trust you. I can't take him. He's too uh, he's too much of the alien spokesman, the, yeah. sal the alien salesman over here. He's yeah. trying to sell us on, on UFOs. He is. <laughs> Although I, I got to give Jeremy some credit because he does actually have the better evidence of – I use evidence very lightly, but he has the best um, surrounding documentation as well as video footage yeah. for alien videos that he that he puts up um, comparatively to other, let's say, UFO people out there. True that. Except he's still, of course, I think there's only a certain level you can get to in terms of debunking and analysis if you don't really know how to analyze things to a certain depth so he's he's good in some sense but then he's bad because he's such a believer out the gate he wants to believe so badly yes i mean we all want to believe <laughs> to be honest um I, I kind of do but i i'm a little bit more apathetic i'm like i would like aliens but at the same time uh extraordinary not, that's what it is extraordinary claims yeah exactly yeah i want more evidence <clears throat> and yeah so so you might be wondering why the hell are all these navy sort of uh, military organizations military organizations coming out with this information? Yeah. Why is there all this information being disclosed now? Yeah. Well, I'm here to answer that for you uh, or help shit. answer that for you. Um sorry, you just heard a Turn Windows your updates off. I form. just you just heard a Windows <laughs> update sound. Uh, please ignore that. Hopefully it doesn't crash during the podcast. <laughs> no, it's so Okay, let's keep it. Okay, so here we go. Um 
And this this hopefully will be illuminating for you. Okay. A report from that incident eventually made its way to the Pentagon and crossed the desk of Luis Elizondo, the former director of the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. So actually, um, <clears throat> maybe I should give you a little bit of a background. So this is Luis Elizondo, the, the, the gentleman you heard first, his experience with the aerial, um, I think, aerospace aerial threat program or something. Yeah, yeah ATIP. Uh, as they yeah. call it, the yeah. acronym, and uh, and it's been a program that's been going on since at least the early two thousands. Um, it's since been disbanded, though, mm-hmm. so it's no longer, and it's actually been replaced. I don't know if you could say replaced because it's a new program, but now they have the UA or they have the Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force as of twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so let, let's uh, let's let's keep going. In essence, what that program was, was an investigatory body looking at the what we call the UAP, uh, probably in the vernacular, it's better known as the UFO phenomenon. The bottom line here is that uh, over the past uh, several decades, we in the Department of Defense and the intelligence community have been noticing things in our airspace that don't have wings, they don't have cockpits, they don't have even an obvious sign of propulsion like an engine, and yet still they're able to defy the natural effects of Earth's gravity. In 2020, the Pentagon declassified three videos, the Tic Tac video and two others filmed on the East Coast in January of 2015. That's the famous- Other countries have made similar public disclosures. Also in 2004, the Mexican Air Force confirmed this video was shot by one of their pilots near the coast of Baja, California. In 2014, the helicopter from the Chilean Navy locked onto an unidentified object emitting what appeared to be some sort of gas or vapor. Both governments have said they investigated but couldn't determine what the objects were. To those like science writer Sarah Scholes, clipped black and white videos always leave a lot to the imagination. Yeah, so that's that's a lot of governments coming out with uh, or disclosing Mm -hmm. that, uh, that there have been phenomena aerial phenomena that uh, that defies explanation mm. um, <clears throat> and uh, but this is all part of a larger uh, how would you say uh, movement or sort of program in the military right now mm-hmm. that is trying to disclose this information to the public and and this is what uh, what I found COVID-19 Hidden among the many pages of the COVID-19 bill is this mandate to produce a report on unidentified aerial phenomena. What's different this time is that the military is kind of talking them about them very explicitly in terms of threats. It's not like the Pentagon's deal to call things aliens, but th- that's kind of the angle they're coming from. If there is a foreign adversary, let's say Russian or China or anybody else, who happens to have this technology and they've had it for decades, and we in the United States have somehow been strategically leapfrogged in our technology, we've got a big problem on our hands. Officially, the clause attached to December's COVID-19 relief bill added by the Senate Intelligence Committee calls for the military and FBI to brief committee members on what they know about UAPs within 180 days of the bill's passing. The kind of top-level briefings Elizondo says he's given before. The three options are, is it our technology? Is it foreign adversarial technology or someone else's technology? Or is it something completely different? 
we're 99% sure it's not foreign adversarial technology. So that only leaves really one one other option. It's it's someone or something else. Are these three videos the only videos? So, okay, that means Congress, since the bill passed in January, mm-hmm. in six months, uh, Congress will be hearing. Oh, interesting. About the information that's that they've found that these this task force has found. Interesting. So, do you know uh, much further than that, like what that entails? Uh, yeah, there's an article written um, that I found. Uh, the Pentagon has well by military.com. I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know if I could trust <laughs> and them who for military says, news. <laughs> yeah, but I actually use them as a source too, as well. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> military.com. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty straightforward, but uh, the Pentagon has six months to disclose what it knows about UFOs. What this entails is um, U.S. It says that U.S. intelligence agencies and Department of Defense. Um, and have, says who? Who says they have to disclose it? As part of the bill. Yeah, but the government's telling the government to disclose uh, UFO stuff. Like <laughs> the government could do whatever the fuck it wants. Like who says they have to actually disclose anything? Um. Well, it just says... It just says they're going to? Uh, I mean, it... it, it I mean, so it's confused. pretty much... Like, who's who's telling the government what they have to do? Uh, I mean, con- I mean, Congress ultimately has the most power. They, they yeah, get the military the can classify laws. and declassify whatever they want. They can. They can declassify and class... Like, if it's... And that is the distinction that they can make in the... That's part of their... One of their um, abilities to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but as part of the video that I didn't finish playing, uh, Luis Elizondo says that this isn't even. He's like, there's more compelling evidence. The stuff you the stuff you've seen now, it's just the leak stuff. Yeah, that's probably true because all of this footage has been leaked um, yeah. already. Yeah, and then it was just after the fact, apparently, that the Pentagon confirmed. And I remember what I wanted to do before the podcast one. Mm-hmm. I wanted to actually see where the Pentagon confirms these things. So I actually did not check. So okay, put that as a note. For the audience, I mean, to the audience, you guys, mm-hmm. a note is I haven't actually confirmed whether the Pentagon did corroborate this. I'm only taking this from what they've said in the videos. But I assume they might have because the news agencies are taking it seriously, yeah, too. So yeah. I don't really know, though. So please take that with a grain of salt. Um, it is Fox News, too, after all. So <laughs> No, I saw this on CNN as well. Yeah. Uh, they brought okay. on experts. Okay. And they were. I mean, Luis Elizondo, the one that you saw previously. Yeah. It seems several news places have said, and New York Post, I think, assaults as well, that it was confirmed by the Pentagon, although I did not check myself, so I don't know mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, and, and the angle they're taking here is to disclose to Congress if this is foreign nations that have the technology mm-hmm. that have surpassed us. Right. Because that is a national threat. Like, like Yeah, you, you need to know and identify these threats so that we can be, you know... We can have a counter a counter um, response if there yeah. is was something to go on. It would be similar to the threat response that the U.S. had, or world governments had, when they found that the the Nazis had were de- trying to develop nuclear. Oh, they, their technology was m- much better than ours, right? Um, I don't know about much better because we like were able of, to develop nuclear bombs before them, right? Right, but they were in the. They weren't a nuclear arms race, but they were developing, they were trying to develop mm-hmm. nuclear weapons, and they were also trying to develop 
more advanced artillery weapons. Okay. Because uh, they're rocket They had the machine guns before us. They did. I remember that. Yeah. That was a big game changer. But then, of course, we developed one yeah. in response. But that's kind of the thing. I think uh, they, they're wondering if, if this is on the same level, I yeah. guess. Cause now, my speculation is I would have the gut reaction to say no. Okay. Because, you know, like you said in those examples, actually, that were very useful – Usually when we are behind in technology, we're able to catch up pretty quickly and counter with a similar or at least either a better or at least a similar technology, right? Mm-hmm. Um, World War II, the Germans make machine guns. We see that, we counter by making machine guns. It's within the realm of, realm of possibility. Mm-hmm. With UFOs, the kind of things that we're told what they can do, you know, these, these uh, I guess hypersonic is a is, is possible, but... Some of the speeds they say just seem insane, right? Um, you know, uh, they defy gravity. Yeah. So, yeah, right. And then no propulsion trails. You know, being able to hover and then instant and then accelerate from you know zero to twenty thousand miles per hour in you know under a second. I mean, these things are not even in the realm of possibility. It seems like mm-hmm. it seems like we're not even close to that. Now, all the technologies that we've had um, or that we've um, what would you say that we've uh, developed developed counter as a countermeasure to another nation being more advanced than us? Mm-hmm. We're always somewhat within reach, right? We we knew of a way to potentially do it. We had the concept to do it. It's just that maybe you didn't put funding in that, or maybe you didn't have the resources allocated towards that. But it always seemed possible. With the UFO technologies, it doesn't even seem like it's within the realm of possibility. Like, <laughs> how would we make a propulsionless? Um, uh, uh, how do we make a uh, a um, a what do you call it? a um, combustionless propulsion system? Yeah, these days and age, this the, day and age, you're talking about. Gotta can't speak. <laughs> no, you're. To- I mean, but, but but you're you're highlighting an important point. Like the you're saying the gap in time. Of development, like you're you're leaping through so many ages of technology. Yeah, it right? feels like you're like like we're not playing a game of Civ Five, right? You can't just <laughs> you can't just go like three eras of you know progress within like a minute. Like it doesn't make sense. Like it just seems way too advanced to me. Yeah, I know. Like we're not even like, and me and you, we understand the leading edge of physics. I would imagine, like mm-hmm. even if let's say that there were government black projects on physics, they're not going to be so outside of the realm of what we're, what we know, I would believe. Um, it just doesn't seem like it would be possible because the leading edge people still come from the same universities and institutions, right? So it's not that crazy to think that they're going to have somewhat of a same or similar trajectory in terms of understanding, um, you know, or, or figuring these things out. Yeah. And it's not like, and we have some of the smartest minds, you know, working on other projects in real life mm-hmm. alongside maybe military block projects. So it's like they're going to still possess that same knowledge and they can carry over some things into the civilian world. Yeah. Um, Do you have a, so what's a good way to define black projects for like our international listeners? Yeah. So the black projects, oh, you got it pulled up. Yeah. Let's read the wiki. So it says a black project is a highly classified top secret military or defense project that is not publicly acknowledged by the government, military personnel, or contractors. So examples of, U- of United States military aircraft developed as black projects include the Lockheed F-117 Nighthawk, the stealth attack aircraft, and the Northrop, <clears throat> the Northrop Grumman B-2 Spirit stealth bomber. 
So I, I had that one on the list because those are some examples of what we have had as black projects that people would speculate existed. And then only after, you know, several years or months or whatever, it would actually be released by the government after they vehemently would deny that it existed. So the the F-117, that's the real cool looking like blocky stealth mm-hmm. um, pl- uh, jet fighter that we have, as well as the B-2 bomber, which is looks like an alien aircraft. Like the B-2 bomber already looks like an alien aircraft. Actually, both of them pretty much do. Are they, how do they, are they the classic like kind of pyramid, not pyramid, uh, triangular? Yeah, the B-2 is the triangular one. The F-117 is a little bit harder to describe, but it's very angular. Mm-hmm. And that's for its Aer- ability to evade. Well, not actually. It's worse aerodynamically. Oh. But it helps it to evade radar detection and other mm-hmm. detection methods. Something about the angularness of it actually makes it so the um, the sound the sound waves that they're used to detect it or the radio waves that are used to detect it um, can bounce off. off in a way that makes it harder to detect. Interesting. As well as its um, expulsion. It's, um, what do you call it? It's, Propulsion? Uh, no, it's it's um, fumes. What do you call it? the expulsion of fumes? Whatever it is, the, the <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the, fine. The expulsion of its fumes are also minimized in gotcha. the one seventeen. Mm. But even that was detected at some point and shot down <laughs> out of the air. So, um, but anyway, my whole point is that those and are the, some these classic are, examples. Yeah, and you're saying these are like secret. Yeah, bla- these are black projects, yeah. de- classified, top secret. Yeah. And that's the best we can do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Of course, these are old. Like, I think these were developed in the 60s and 70s. But, and you can imagine there's some crazier shit these days, but those kind of things are still like, you can still conceive of them as in the realm of possibility, right? Yeah. It's not a gravito propulsion system when none of the physics surrounding us even knows a single thing about a gravito electric propulsion system. Right. as people like Bob Lazar will claim, or many UFO heads will claim, is the propulsion system for UFO aircraft. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, so I don't even know what to say about that. So, um, so your take is that no governments on this earth possibly have the knowledge to, to be able to, to develop such technology at the... Well, that's assuming that we actually know what the propulsion systems are. Like, yeah. we're still taking what Bob Lazar says, you know, as mm-hmm. fact. Or yeah. some people in the UFO, UFO communities are still taking that as... By the way, we do not, if you see our previous yeah. We videos. are not in the UFO, UFO community. We are physicists. All we care about is the evidence. I don't give a shit whether if UFOs are, exist or not. I just look at the evidence, and I already see Bob... I don't know what Bob's motivations are. But he's clearly lying about something. He's lied about his credentials. You can look at it, one of our older videos. Um, I don't remember what episode it was, but we basically debunked that, showing that Bob lied about his credentials. Um, Stanton Friedman basically systematically debunks Bob Lazar in <clears throat> in numerous ways about his credentials at Los Alamos and all that stuff. So stop taking Bob Lazar's example of Gravito propulsion system as to be the the end-all, be-all of what UFOs are um, driven by. Yeah, so you're, you're hurting the disclosure movement. Yeah, more it's like than... you don't know what it's... You do not know what a UFO is potentially driven by. Like, I would just rather say I don't know what it is. Yeah. And also, who even knows... Like, the thing is, people see things all the time. Like, our, our senses and our eyes are unreliable. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know what... Um, 
you know, what this, if a pilot sees something strange, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a t- extraterrestrial object. Of course, I would hope, I would assume that pilots have more of a credibility. Um, but of course, we're human. We don't really know for sure. So I can't really say what I think just yet. Right. Yeah. There's, uh, there are famous examples of this historically of like yeah. those orbs. Those electrical yeah. orbs that yeah. uh, used to you, people used to see floating around people ball thought, lightning ball lightning yeah. people used to think those were like spirits or yeah. <laughs> weird light demons or something yeah yeah <laughs> or you mean the ones they take in pictures no no that and also okay. just, I'm saying the ones that actually you see moving okay like, those in, are the ball o- lightning over things. over over bodies like of water and, yeah. and stuff yeah, yeah or like railroad tracks right they and even in planes right I think right. you see them. But these balls of lightning are a natural phenomena, yeah. and they can yeah. be. They have an explanation. I think they actually found they found a way to do it in lab for the first time. Oh, cool! Yeah, I think I saw a YouTube video on that. We'll check that out. Um, sure. I'm not sure. If, I'm not for sure, but I think I saw something like that. Yeah, but this is a natural phenomena that that sort of defies. Yeah, your intuition. You just because you don't see that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, and they, but it's rare. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So and it's like these things can happen. Yeah, but I'm not saying like <laughs> the Earth constructs uh, these weird spaceship thingies. Yeah, but it yeah. might be something sort of that, that you just don't understand. We don't understand. Yet. Yeah, yeah. So. so I'm just I'm not ready to call anything aliens yet, and I don't really. And I think a lot of these guys like Luis Elizondo, Jeremy Corbell, George Knapp, I think they're really into believing. And I'm well. Not Luis so is much actually he he just says he's like I can't speak. He's okay. actually more willing to say, I don't know. Okay, okay. Cor- I think, uh, what's He makes name? some strong claims, though. He says, like, 99% sure about um, these things not being from a foreign agency, which I would never yeah. say. It's like, you don't know what black projects are all exist in every government. Yeah. And he also doesn't work at that, uh, any facilities like that anymore. So, mm. to say you're 99% sure is way too strong of a statement, yeah. in my opinion. It might it might be the Nazis escaped to the center of the earth and they just their technology <laughs> got so good and then they came out. Hitler's alive. They came out of the Antarctic and uh, right. want to re- recolonize the earth. How about that? <laughs> you ever consider that? <laughs> no, but... Uh, Look into it. <laughs> <laughs> Look into it, yeah. No. Um, yeah, I, look, for me, I'm... This to me is a huge moment because the U.S. is, for the first time ever, the U.S. is disclosing uh, unidentified, like aerial phenomena or like yeah. uh, what, what? How would you call it? Anomalous, sure uh, stuff in the that's happening. Anomalous in the air. air phenomena. Yeah, yeah. They had to rebrand for more credibility. But. <laughs> <laughs> right. I yeah. mean, I like that, actually. So I like the fact that we're taking, actually cataloging anomalous things seriously, because at least it's not just laughed at, and people are just saying, oh, ho, ho, you believe in aliens? Mm-hmm. Or that's so silly. At least we're cataloging these things, because I would just say, like, who knows it's aliens? It could be literally, like, another an, another government's black project that now they have some kind of crazy spy plane that we're not even aware about. Mm-hmm. And actually, if you want one... Oh, you, you got another resource? Uh, no, I'm just pulling up the stuff that you have. Okay, yeah. So I had another thing where it showed... Um, it showed... I had a list of... Um, of uh, mm-hmm. I had a list of the fastest, maybe? The fastest planes or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here. Is that it? 
Oh, the fastest drones or the fastest yeah, planes? The fastest drones, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I had the fastest drones because I wanted to just show you what is on the horizon. Okay. So actually, there's a crazy Falcon hypersonic technology vehicle that's being developed by, I think, um, DARPA, I want to say. Mm-hmm. It's supposedly to have capability of Mach 22. So it's supposed to move at 16,000 miles per hour. Fuck. And just for reference, the fastest ever recorded a vehicle of that kind of type, I think, is the X-15. Of course, these people don't really count as much because the X-15 um, had to be dropped by a B-2. Mm-hmm. And as well as this hypersonic technology vehicle is a little bit similar. It gets dropped by a rocket from space. So it's not like actually being able to self-propel at 16,000 miles per hour. It's dropped from um, from an upper uh, register of the atmosphere and then glides at 16,000. So it's a little bit of a cheat. But needless to say, that's still a vehicle that could potentially be within your region, right? If you see a 16,000 mile per hour vehicle, you're going to be like, the fuck? <laughs> yeah. No, you won't even... Like, to give you to give you some scale here, the circumference of the Earth is 24,000 miles. Almost mm-hmm. 25. Mm-hmm. That means... If this thing wanted to go around the Earth, <laughs> it would take two hours. Yeah. Less. The whole point of that vehicle is it's part of the – thank God it's in the United States uh, interest because we want to use it for being able to um, attack anywhere on the Earth, I think they said, mm-hmm. in, in under an hour. Yeah. So the whole yeah. point is to go anywhere on Earth in an hour's time. And you can actually scroll down one. There's a picture of it, I think, if you want to see it. It kind of even looks like a triangular UFO. So, like, if you saw that thing, oh, it it's does. a concept. It's a concept, though, at the moment. They did a – I think they actually did a real test on it, but it burned up after about 30 minutes or something or, th- – or seven minutes or something, I forget. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it looks like a strange vehicle that if you ever saw something like that, um, yeah, people would people would think that's a UFO. And this, go, the yeah. record was uh, was cataloged to be 10 years ago now. The record for the fastest vehicle? Yeah. Yeah, that should be the X-15, I believe. The X-15... Well, no, it's saying here the speed record created for this Falcon hypersonic Mach 22 was oh, yeah. April 2010. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So that that's at least 10 years in development. Oh, wow. Okay, so yeah. That must mean it's only improving from here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It could exist now. Who knows? So that's just an example of what could be possible, right? If we have a vehicle that could potentially already go 16,000... It's a UAV, though, of course, um, unmanned aerial vehicle. Um, you know, what else is there? If you go yeah. down as well, there's another. Um, so the SR-71, if you guys are familiar, that's like the fastest manned um, uh, uh, airplane ever made that can actually self-propel. You said 72 or 70? 72. It should be the second one on the yeah, list. Yeah, gotcha. This one? Yeah, the SR-72. So they're making an unarmed... Un- this is the... This is the uh, unmanned aerial vehicle version of Lockheed's SR-71 in some sense. They're trying to up their Blackbird. So the Blackbird was notoriously the fastest vehicle ever made. I think it went something like, I want to say 2,000 miles per hour. And that's a manned vehicle. So this one is supposed to go twice that. So about 4,000 miles per hour, I believe. I mean, that's the unmanned aerial vehicle version. Um, That's essentially almost... You basically get across the U.S. in like less than an hour. <laughs> <laughs> These vehicles, needless to say, are insane. They are fast. You literally can get from the other side, from New York to California, 
in like less than an hour. Jesus. <laughs> I hope you're doing your math right. <laughs> yeah, because like from, he, from here to is. Texas is like a thousand miles. Okay. And then just okay. double that. Okay. It's at least, okay. it's at least two, two to 3,000 miles. Okay, wow. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's just some of the technology that can exist now. Those were some of the speculative um, current black projects. Yeah. Wow. So there's just some examples for me. What I'm saying, I don't know for sure if what we're seeing is completely alien because there are some really fast things now, especially now that we've um, created unmanned aerial vehicles. Hmm. But then yeah. I actually had a counter to that one because I was thinking one of the other properties or what are the other properties of UFOs? And then I thought, oh, yeah, there's also the property that not only is it fast, it can stay stationary. Right. So then I started looking, I started thinking, okay, what's the slowest vehicles we've ever recorded? And that was a little bit more unconvincing. So I have a list of the slowest, <laughs> the mm. slowest um, vehicles on another thing. Yeah. I think I send it to you. Yeah. The slowest vehicles. So I think the slowest vehicle <laughs> ever recorded, <laughs> if you see it. You're just going to laugh. <laughs> it is the, uh, what do they call it? The McCready Gossamer Albatross. <laughs> Which is a uh, old timey uh, pedaled um, aircraft and it has the NASA logo on it. Yeah, and I tried to find criteria fixed wing planes. I wanted to find the slowest one that was jet propulsion propelled, but the slowest jet propulsion fixed wing. Um, uh, what is it? Fixed wing jet propelled. Yeah, vehicle. I think was around 130 miles an hour. Yeah. So well, not not stationary, <clears throat> unless you're talking about there are the there are the vertical takeoff jets mm-hmm. that can go and hover just yeah. still, but I was trying to look for one specifically that had a fixed jet engine. Yeah, the interesting thing about these though, the AAVs that are being reported by the military is that they hover, and they yeah. they're stationary. They're and, also supposed to be silent too, and they don't have propulsion. Yeah, yeah, they just move yeah. space yeah which is a technology we don't have which is more drone like than plane like right 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 which is why my mind went towards drones because then mm-hmm. there's also the the property of some ufos i've heard that they can well they can accelerate like near instantaneously you can go from zero to two thousand miles per hour in under a few seconds right they say it looks instantaneous so you know then you think about the acceleration too so that kind of acceleration would kill a human you know, so you need an unmanned vehicle with any possibility to accelerate at those levels. Maybe from our reference frame. What if we're moving fast? <laughs> what if we're moving fast and they're right. mo- they're yeah? What if <laughs> and they're stationary and they're stationary? Yeah. So now you're talking about what you know people are trying to use physics to get around to figure out what an alien UFO could possibly be if we want to take our imagination to the limit, right? Imagine if you just you you were able to selectively be like. This thing is not going to have gra- not be suppressed by gravity, right? It's like, nah, <laughs> or you create your own gravitational, create your own well, gravitational, right? well, yeah. Because then you can compo- you can create opposing field uh, gravitational uh, potentials field. and things, yeah. right? And then you can cancel out gravity. So, so then that way you could move instant almost instantaneously. Right. If you're yeah. if you're not feeling any acceleration, you just you know if you have an acceleration, you just match it in the other direction, and you don't feel anything, right? Yeah. So yeah, so, so you be standing still, and you're you're just rotating, and the ship is just standing still. It didn't move. Right, right. It, it technically didn't move. 
Um, or you could say that the ship moves, but let's say the person inside, there's a f- potential field inside. You can yeah. shift the field inside the craft. Yeah. That's so it. there's all kinds of things you can do, potentially with physics, if you want to just use your imagination and take it to the limit. But we don't have any of that. <laughs> <laughs> Need more data. Yeah. Or if we do, then be really afraid because China's about to fuck us up. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, yeah, I'm saying, like, if, if humans have this capability, I'm saying that... Uh, I think there is a chance that this could be, but I also don't see world governments flexing like this. This is like the, 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 this would be the equivalent of going on Instagram and being like, check out my Maserati. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Well, maybe they, that's the thing. Maybe they aren't flexing. They're just trying to use it to see if it would work. Okay. Right. Cause the government, when they made the um, F-117, they used it, right? But people didn't think that vehicle existed. It's just mm-hmm. that they did use it because it was a um, espionage. Vehicle. I see. Okay. So they wanted to test it out over nations, and they did fly in um, in a hostile airspace just to see, right? <laughs> but then, if, if, unfortunately, one of them did get blown down out of the sky. Oh, okay. So it wasn't as good as they thought. Yeah. But um, yeah. So they do test out these vehicles, right? Hmm. Um. But yeah, it's just a matter of I just don't know what we're seeing. To me, the yeah. the um, what do you call it? The uh, the uh, the evidence isn't enough. I want better, at least more video footage. I want some video footage of up close. Why can't I see a UFO right up close? You know. So there is somebody had a good point. If you actually, a lot of these aircraft are seeing at either really high altitudes mm-hmm. or in areas that aren't really populated. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, if you ever tried doing this, try zooming in even with your modern phone to mm-hmm. an airplane. Right. Right? Like, go outside one of these days and like just point your phone to the sky and try to get it. That's hard. It's hard. It's hard to it's zoom so in. Shaky. It's yeah. <laughs> There's no stabilization. Yeah. Like as as good as good as we think our camera technology is, mm-hmm. the resolution is still poor when you're zooming into stuff. Yeah. Uh stabilization is poor. Contrast, like uh, uh, sensors can't really handle the contrast between a sky and a small right. object like that. And also, like zooming in doesn't mean that now you're somehow seeing more detail. Right? Yeah, your it's resolution just, it's just is magnifying the the image, right? So you're just seeing more pixels. Yeah, well, well you're, you're seeing, seeing less seeing... pixels. Well, you're seeing the pixels now get bigger. Right? Yeah, exactly. So you're not actually seeing more information. You're scaling the pixel. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, just, but I'm saying I want to actually see like military. Pilots like drive up cl- or fly up close to a UFO. Yeah. Say hey, you know, wave at the alien and take a picture right next to the vehicle. Like, why do we always have to see these blurry well, ass photos? Um, I would invite the listeners to go check out Luis Elizondo's uh, interview since he was a former military intelligence officer that yeah. had that had seen a lot of stuff coming through his desk, uh-huh. and he claimed that yeah, they did. He was like, yeah, we would see objects like fifty feet away. Mm. So, so where are those at? There is evidence, but, evidence, but I just think it hasn't been disclosed. I see. So maybe um, these six months are going to be we're gonna waiting f- in great anticipation. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, I think I think the government still has a vested interest in keeping this information secret because I think if this stuff is not being developed on this planet, mm-hmm. humans are about to have a really uncomfortable 
realization. <laughs> you know what I mean? True, true. Think think about the destabilization factor of the like. Now you're probably part of. I mean, because humans like creating hierarchies, and imagine if like aliens <laughs> are way above us, and now we're low man on the totem pole. Yeah, that's a shot to the ego, right? Yeah, and I mean, and you're like, sitting duck, right? Because anybody who's sufficiently more advanced than you has control over you, right? Yeah. So then, if you are, you know, we think we're on top of the world, and then all of a sudden we're stripped, you know, bare of any kind of semblance of control, then yeah, we're gonna feel inferior, and that's probably why if there is aliens, they don't want to contact us because they realize that. <laughs> no, they. Re- I mean, we look. We're we're still animals. We have, yeah. we do, we are civilized. Like we, we, we civilize ourselves and pacify ourselves through like comparatively. Sorry, what? comparatively to other humans. Right, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but also like compared to other animals too, we've kind yeah. of like given up a lot of our um, the brutality of of just mm. uh, what would you say? Well, we try to um, override our baseline instincts. Yeah, we sort of created uh, society so mm-hmm. that um, we could be more comfortable. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Which right. is which is commendable. Like we don't want to suffer all. Like, like right. Right. <laughs> we want to. Min- the but whole role of society com- is minimize. At least from what I've seen in in, in its construction, mm-hmm. is minimizing um, or, or or sort of sharing responsibility with each other and right. minimizing. Uh, are the, the the transaction costs of doing things right? So, right. Uh, in essence, I think humans have this um, how these maybe extraterrestrial beings might fit into that social construction. Mm-hmm. It's going to be tough. Yeah, um, and I think media has the way we've internalized that. Like looking at media, right? Look, look at all the movies that you can think of, um, and, and and look back to how we treat aliens, even in the abstract, even in the like mm-hmm. science fiction context. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can think of very few instances where we don't see aliens as hostile, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. We can't really imagine. I mean, there has to be some examples. Like, of course, E.T. comes to mind. Mm-hmm. But then that's kind of like a kid's movie where the alien's just basically a glorified, like, pet. Yeah. Um, AI has an interesting example. AI? What, yeah. What, what movie is that? So AI was... Actually, I don't even know if you can call them aliens, but they almost became alien. So it's a little bit different, though. But I can still explain. So is AI, that the one with the teddy bear? Yeah. Okay, that's a cool-ass movie. Yeah, it was. I love that movie as a yeah. kid. Yeah. It was so underrated, in my opinion. But um, it's really dark. I watched it for my birthday, and I was like, "Wow, this movie's actually really sad." Yeah, <laughs> <I was laughs> that's like, so cool, though. It is a, really Ku- cool a Kubrick movie. film, but I think it was um, made by uh, Steven Spielberg for him. Spoiler alert: there are aliens in the movie, <laughs> <laughs> and they're actually not. I don't think they're more of just artificial intelligences. But at the very end of the movie, so the movie is all about a society that um, is in the future where there's. AI all around us, you know, robotic humans, cybernetic organisms, and they look just like humans, just they have extra features and whatnot. But at the end of the movie, they go even more crazy by jumping like 3,000 years in the future. Yeah. And then at the end of it, there's no humans left. Every human's dead, basically, at this point, and it's only AI. 
and uh, the AI is basically they look like aliens. They like like some alien species, but they respect humans because they basically made them. Um, so they saw humans as like uh, the original ones, and they kind of held humans as like this in this godlike status because they created. They were, they were the first creators in some sense. They were a step in the evolutionary ladder. Yeah. So yeah. it's interesting. It's like almost a sad story and a positive one at the <laughs> same time. It was such a cool ending because I was like, man, no movies really tried anything like that before. Dude, I know. I know exactly <laughs> what you're saying. But yeah. <clears throat> strong recommend for that movie, but please yeah. be ready to uh, be either really sad yeah. at your place in this world. Like, you know You're I mean? going to have an existential moment, potentially. <laughs> yeah, I had no business watching that movie at like eight years old or whatever yeah. the hell. Right, it wasn't It wasn't what you would expect. No, because I'm pretty sure my mom saw that. I was like, oh yeah, he could watch that. It's yeah. a teddy bear. In there. Right, it's a kid in a teddy bear. It's fine. <laughs> um, no, that's a great example, I think, of like... Uh, but you're right, it's more... Artificial intelligence. I was thinking more about more, like extraterrestrial. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, arrival. Um, oh right, they yeah. were they were benevolent. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. they they were a little bit more like trying to reach out to us and communicate. Yeah. And they did it because the ladies saved their civilization in the future or something. Yeah, yeah. I was the, like, okay, the hubris of humanity. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, think. We yeah. have we have a savior complex. <laughs> Specifically, right. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> uh, I'm playing. It's a joke, but but the movie does deal with like he. I think there's a lot of hubris in a lot of these movies, like that humans have more importance than they do. Um, like we are. Special yeah, but we are our center of the universe, right? I mean, we are. Yeah, we've been, but I'm saying that's going to be product of our. Of what we know. Of our environment, yeah. yeah. But but it's going to be earth-shattering, and I think that's why the government is disclosing this information almost piecemeal, mm. just gauging. But I think the government also doesn't know. They just they probably don't disclose it beforehand because they just see well, it as, oh, it's just another thing to file away if we don't know. No, but they've had this information for so long, they're choosing now to let it out, like yeah. little by little, yeah. I think. I think that's a, indicative of something. Um, I think maybe it's just indicative of the fact that now people are willing to accept that there are some things that we just don't understand. And potentially they're just like, well, it doesn't hurt to release it, right? Because A, if we know that it's not, if we feel fairly confident it's not a foreign, um, like a foreign nation that is doing this, um, and B, nobody really knows, then what's the harm in just saying, hey, we've got this, but... Yeah, what it is? Who knows? I don't know. Right, and uh, I mean to be fair, this the the governments of the world today have never been as big as they are, as far as we know, in the context of history, yeah. of human history. Within the past hundred years, I don't think we've ever had central intelligence agencies as big as we do. Yeah, we, we haven't really had institutions that catalog this phenomena. Right. Right. Like and that's an important thing, I think, of actually being able to really rock all this stuff we need a collection a database of this stuff over time right um because people have been talking about this for decades right yeah some so people need... might say even into antiquity right <laughs> <laughs> right with the paintings of you know alien uh, saucers and yeah. you know egyptian hieroglyphs that's up for <laughs> that's up for interpretation but yeah yeah <laughs> yeah can't really take those with any uh with too much faith unfortunately yeah 
That's yeah. not really evidence if you're no. scientific. Yeah, it's cool, things. but I wouldn't say it's evidence. Mm-hmm. Like, let's let's. Yeah, I just want us to get some better evidence, like some more, if not better evidence, at least more evidence, and at least confirmed by the Pentagon as well. Like, if you can at least have military confirm it, it's a little stronger in my eyes. Like, no, I would say it's pretty strong. Like the fact that the U.S. is able to come out and say this. Yeah. I think you can go like if you're you, you can pretty much say that UFOs exist. Like there are things that exist that we don't know. There are things in the sky that the government doesn't know about. World mm-hmm. governments don't know about mm-hmm. things that are happening that we are unaware of. Um, you can say as much, but it's yeah. up to interpretation about what those things are. We're still trying to find out. What what it is? Right. Look, I want to believe. <laughs> believe me, I think I think the introduction of um, uh, it being extra uh, other organisms that are intelligent, or maybe mm-hmm. even like sentient, or even if it's maybe a a, a data collection sort of drone from another mm-hmm. galaxy. Right. Even that's something important because it tells you there's intelligent life. And mm-hmm. and um, it, it'll scale. Hopefully, it'll help give some scale to our place in the universe. You know what I mean? Right, right. As if physics hasn't done that enough. But maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe people need to see that with like other living organisms. I think that'll kind of put things in perspective. Mm-hmm. Like maybe we should take better care of each other. You know, <laughs> we are a spe- right. like yeah. We're, we're a small species. Right, right. And even could give us a blueprint of what our potential future is going to be if they are more advanced, right? It's just cool. It's just cool. Do you, do you um, Juan, do you think uh, we would have a shot at um, ever, you know, being in contact with another? Let's just say, let's just assume there is, there are aliens. Do you think we would ever have a shot at actually being able to communicate with them? Um. Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay, but uh, it'd be tough. I think for a lot, it'd be a hard pill for people to swallow. Mm. Like I was saying, I mean, we we barely have we have a hard time dealing with differences within our <laughs> skin color, <laughs> and even right. and even differences among gender. <laughs> like right. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, that'd be a big one. Like <laughs> shit. Like just thinking about alien. Yeah, we've we've harped on this before. Like just bringing an alien. Was that on our Patreon or was that? Our- uh, I think it was on a main one. Okay, okay. I feel like yeah. Just, Maybe both. I don't know. Yeah, but it, it's just yeah. Do you? How do you feel about it? I'm not sure, man. Because I'm thinking if they're sufficiently advanced, like let's imagine like an alien race is like even a thousand years more advanced than us. Mm-hmm. They may not even want to communicate with us because they're just like, we can't, you know, because we always see the pattern of once something's more, once an animal is more advanced than an anim- another animal, so mm-hmm. animal A is more advanced than animal B, animal A is kind of fucked. <laughs> well, I, I think that fear is from like our, our, we fear what we would, what we do to other things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. But maybe that's just a natural part of all human life or all life. sentient life. Yeah, that you reach a, a, a food food you scale. You create hierarchies. Yeah. Hierarchies are a constant throughout nature. Yeah. 
So I'm like, maybe they just know. <laughs> it's like the prime directive in Star Trek. Like, mm-hmm. you don't contact uh, uncontacted civilizations. The lesser... Or you don't get involved with their lives or something like that. So it's like, because we know, it's like once you get involved with people like that, now you are tainting their progression in some sense. It's like, uh, you just can't. Mm-hmm. You can't do it. And maybe that's the same kind of deal. And they're just always going to play, they're always going to be slightly out of reach because <laughs> they know better that you can't contact uh, lesser de- advanced. Developing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just look at the way we treat apes like chimps. Mm-hmm. We study chimps in their society and stuff. Yeah. But chimps have, I think they've officially entered the Stone Age. I think that's I what think I read I think maybe some somewhere. of them have, yeah. Yeah, some Because they're, they're, they're like all sporadically scattered out, right? Yeah. And knowledge is lost and gained. But yeah. some tribes, I think, chimp tribes have entered the Stone Age in some sense. Yeah, which crazy. is which is crazy, but I mean that's information that is. Uh, I mean, we can probably teach them techniques to make them better at like mm-hmm. just surviving, right? And uh, right. and yeah, I mean, dude, I don't know, but I hope I hope that it's I hope that it's like a, a legitimate thing. Me too. Um, Me too. And I guess we'll find out in six months in June. Actually, yeah. not even that far away. It's like three months. Less. Right. <laughs> but uh, the official disclosure uh, is is going to happen soon. Hopefully. At least the public Maybe. part. So, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Is there anything else you wanted to kind of harp on before? Uh... Um, what else? What actually, I did. Saying? I did, actually. That okay. video yeah. was super strange. Which one? Of the one that just released. The green. Because it's pyramidal, and it looks yeah. like it's fucking moving. Like I don't know if that's a perspective. It's like pulsing it. light or something. Yeah. It's yeah. super, super strange. You know what it reminded me of immediately? What? The TR-3B. What is it's that? It's the classic triangular UFO that everybody talks about. You, didn't you ever study that stuff when you were younger? Yeah, I did. All the yeah. different types. Yeah, the TR-3B I that was bullshit, is like... Though. Yeah, but the TR-3B is the one that all alien enthusiasts always are talking about, because the triangular UFO shape is always one that people constantly claim is something they see. Usually mm-hmm. we'll have like some kind of lights, like three lights on each vertex, something along those lines. First off, I don't think UFOs, why would they have lights? <laughs> are, why not though? Is, is there some, is there some like, <laughs> style, yeah. Uh, aliens care about, spinners. yeah, care, yeah. <laughs> aliens care about form. I mean, uh, yeah, form over function. We do. I know, but this is flashy. Who are you trying? We're trying to impress because we're hey, monkey. man, who says there ain't some alien girls would be impressed by my, his uh, some dude's alien uh, triangular aircraft? You know what I'm saying? I guess yeah. Maybe maybe that's the Range Rover UFO, yeah. like the triangular one. She's like, oh, you got the three lights. <laughs> Shut up. He's like, yeah, baby, I got three lights on mine. <laughs> yeah, and the, the cheap ass donut shaped one. That's like the yeah. the broke version. That's like the Hondas of the UFO world. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Man, you don't know. You I don't mean, you're know. right. Yeah, because I mean, how else can you explain the the different? <laughs> I guess there is a hierarchy amongst alien vehicles. Like, you know what I mean? Like your busted ass, 
1970s UFO where it looks like a kid drew it, and that's exactly right. where you're driving. <laughs> it's a plate-shaped saucer. It's like, right. damn. Damn, bro, you're yeah, driving a know. 1970s? <laughs> There's like alien, uh... right? You know the guy who's you know the guy who's broke when he's got the same UFO that was caught in the 1970s <laughs> yeah. today. <laughs> You're like, you still got that shit, man? You still got the plate shaped saucer? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't even like do the same you maneuvers. Got the TR3A still, goddamn. It, it can't move like laterally. It can only move up and down. Like... Right. <laughs> yeah, it has well, got the old Gravito, the old Gravito, Gravito propulsion, uh, propulsion system. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, this dude. thing can only go up to 5G? Jesus, <laughs> <Yeah>. man. <laughs> it's got zero cloaking technology, so yeah. everybody can see you. There's, like, the cigar-shaped one. Uh-huh. You know that one? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. The, yeah, it's... Classic. Yeah. So, <laughs> there's so many. There's, like... And there's no explanation, like, why? Why would you have... As an alien civilization, why would you have different-shaped saucers, Bo? Who cares? Well, different cars. I mean, you're right, dude. Hey, like, I guess they all have different utility. Right? right? Not, why not? Or maybe it's just different taste. <laughs> Are aliens, I guess aliens can be individuals, maybe. Maybe why they not? like. They're sentient. You know, one common trait, I would imagine, or at least I can't speculate, but I would imagine that an appreciation for symmetry and art and these things would maybe be a commonality between sentient species. Who knows? Yeah. Why is that so hard to uh, believe? Because because indi- individuality is a is a plight, is a blight. Oh, think is a blight on on species. No, mm. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were giving a real take. I was nah, like, I'm kidding. Because <laughs> some people think that nowadays, like the whole socialism movement and shit. No, nah, I think nah, I think they're I think they're more. Uh, they embrace individuality uh, as much as capitalists do, but they just have different arguments, I guess. I see. But I think the individual of the group. I think the individuals <laughs> the like individuality of your group. The individuality aspect of no, but I think like I think like um, sort of seeing species as automatons. Like you see insects, like that's probably the most mm. successful species on this planet. And okay. They're they 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 work as a unit. They work as a unit. Mm-hmm. They work as a hive mind, and I, and that mm-hmm. that hasn't that's been a concept that hasn't uh, that's been thrown around. Yeah, right about aliens being a hive mind. Kind right, of shit. right. Yeah, that's why I wonder how much of this is just the sci-fi ingraining from what you've seen on TV. Exactly. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, it's hard to talk about this stuff without bringing in priors. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> my own. Yeah, my own, even uh, people who make movies still bring in priors because they've seen stuff on aliens in the past and say, "Oh, this is what we all perceive aliens to be." Therefore. That's my source material. So it's always a chain of the same kind of source material. Yeah. But so, yeah. But yeah, I guess uh, for you folks, what do you think? Um, how do you? Uh, how do you? What do you think about the this new information? Yeah, I'd like, like to see are people still con- are people any more convinced that aliens exist now mm. that the Pentagon has confirmed these unidentified aerial phenomena? I'll say I'm not. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, no, I'm convinced they exist, but. What it? What is it? What is it from? Right, I'm convinced. I'm convinced of the fact that we have unidentified things. I'm not convinced that they're extraterrestrial. Gotcha. Okay. So That's yeah, fair. what do you guys think? Yeah, what do you guys think? Um, 
And I know this is kind of a diversion between our last two videos, but yeah. this channel does do salacious content every once in a while. Well, now the people who um, who liked us for our rigorous <laughs> or for our like good attempts at physics and mathematics, now you can know we also dip into alien shit. So <laughs> if you don't like us, then now's yeah. your time to leave. <laughs> yeah, this is fun. This is uh, No, nah, I appreciate it because uh, maybe aliens can give us their version of grand unified theories. You know? <laughs> right. But uh, anyway, like you're missing a two here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 42. Right. Uh, anyways, folks, make sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. Mm -hmm. uh, Check get, out the websites, yeah. iGameBros.com, iGameBros on Instagram, iGameBros on Twitter, iGameBros2 on TikTok. And of course, guys, once again, if you enjoy our stuff, subscribe to us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash iGameBros. And mm -hmm. we give a 30-minute podcast every week. Uh, speaking of which, we need to upload. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Cool. All Thank right, you folks. Guys. Thank you. Thanks for listening. See you next time.